Well, good morning and welcome to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church on this Palm Sunday. Glad so many were able to be part of the procession with the Stewart Circle Parish already today and we have a a full and joyful service prepared um, here in the next hour. To begin our time together, I invite you just to stand wherever you are and greet a few folks right in your midst who are worshiping alongside of you. I invite you to begin finding your seats again. Together, let us prepare our hearts to worship the living God.
Welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. this Palm Sunday, as we stand together, let's say the call to worship together and prepare and continue to prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Honor, honor, praise, and glory. Honor, praise, glory are yours, almighty God, now and forever. In celebration, we join the crowds of old, waving branches, giving honor to the Messiah. Yet our celebration is bittersweet, for our story doesn't end here. We know the pain that lies ahead. Today anticipates the rest of the story. A story of betrayal and death. A story of hope and resurrection. Once again, welcome to the broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church at 1627 Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. This is the 96th year of radio ministry at Grace Covenant. Today's date is April 14, 2019. Dr. Robert Holm Lippert is our pastor. This morning's sermon, entitled The Mind of Christ, will be delivered by Rev. Dr. Holm Lippert. 
Assisting in the service today are Christopher Martin, Director of Music and Organist, Chancel Choir, Junior Choir, and Christopher Tweel, our Associate Pastor for Christian Education. Our church is handicapped accessible with an elevator, wheelchairs, hearing assistance, and large print bulletins and hymnals. Child care is provided for infants, toddlers, and kindergartners. Worship kits are available for older children at the entrance to the sanctuary. Our opening hymn is All Glory, Laud, and Honor, which is number 88 in the Presbyterian Hymnal. Printed in the bulletin. Gracious God, you call to share in one love, have one mind, and value others above ourselves. Yet so easily we sow discord with our words and our silence. Too often, pride and fear hold sway in our hearts. We are prone to exalt our desires and our ways above all else. May your forgiving grace humble us unto a fresh love for you and one another. May your spirit rise all of us together in strength and joy. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The good and worthy good news that comes to us through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is that Whether we are waving palms in praise or whether the children of Israel are shouting, give us Barabbas, God's grace is there for each one of us because of the events of the cross, Christ's death, and glorious resurrection. Amen.
You may be seated. Thank you for leading us in worship so beautifully this Palm Sunday. Reverend Christopher is now going to help the children come on down the steps. And any of you children who are six years and younger, you are welcome to join with him in the children's chapel heading outside this door. And parents, you can pick your children up in room 101 after the service of worship. Most gracious God, we give thanks that you have given us the joy of music, the joy of children, and the joy of yourself. May we hear you speak a fresh and living word to us through this, your written word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our Old Testament reading comes from Psalm 131. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up, my eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother, my soul is like a weaned child that is with me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And then our New Testament reading comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. The Apostle Paul writing to the church at Philippi. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind. Having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One summer during college, I served as a youth intern at my home church in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I became a mentor to one of the youth, Mike. He himself was, again, a student then and is actually now an associate pastor at that very church today. 
But at that time, he, Mike was about halfway through high school. I was, again, uh, one of his mentors. And both of us were part of this youth group that was led by a full-time staff member, Brian Shockey. And I know some of you have heard at least part of this story, so bear with me. But, but somewhere along the line that summer, Mike and I came up with this, this uh, ministry idea called Midnight Mowing Ministry. And the concept was fairly straightforward. One night, we would show up with two lawnmowers to Brian's house. And we would mow his lawn, which was located in a little bit more of a rural area in greater Cincinnati, so it didn't have nearby houses to worry about. And so one midnight middle of July, we show up with two mowers, pull them out of the truck, we rev them up, we begin mowing at midnight. Brian comes out a couple minutes later, um, and and truth be told, this this was born out of a a genuine desire to serve Brian. We saw how busy and overwhelmed some of the stuff he had could be. Uh, We also thought it would be sort of funny to get a reaction and, and, and see what happens. And indeed, he wakes up, he comes out about two minutes into our mowing, we stop our mowers and we proclaim, Brian! We're the Midnight Mowing Ministry. How do you react in this moment? Oh man, I love this. Okay, he thinks this is too fun. He settles in the porch and he watches us mow his lawn with headlamps on. Uh, but then he goes out of his way, gets some waters together, and, uh, and we take a seat on his porch, maybe around 1230 or so, and, and, and the three of us at that time, we all uh, knew a little bit of guitar, and, and so it doesn't take long, actually, for our, our water and our conversation uh, to turn to, like, 1 a.m. music. We start strumming along. And actually, there's a Bible open, and, and, I, and so I, I pull it over to me, to the book of Philippians, what we're looking at today. And I turn to chapter 4, and I start to just make sort of ad hoc lyrics out of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And the night goes on for another hour of this sort of singing, praying, praising, laughter, a decently mowed lawn. It it wasn't great in the morning, but decently mowed lawn. And for me, it was one of those very simple but sublime nights where the Christian faith was so real for me. I mean, even the impulse to serve was genuine, even as we hope to kind of get a laugh out of it. The gracious reaction of Brian was stunning. The way our friendship really had grown already so richly that summer that that we might gather together and at 1 a.m. conversation and laughter might weave itself right into song and and prayer and, and praise. Have you ever known one of those nights or one of those days or one of those seasons, or a few of those seasons. You've, you've probably known a number, actually. But when, when the Christian faith did not just seem reasonable or, or, or even cognitively true, but, but also genuinely real and experienced in all parts, there was a real encouragement given and received. You actually knew a, the genuineness of comfort and love being given and received. Compassion and sympathy That was real. Paul begins chapter 2 of Philippians with this. If then there has been any encouragement in Christ among you, any consolation of love among you, any sharing of the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, then make my joy complete. And actually, as we see in other parts of this letter, Paul sees his joy in the, in the church at Philippi, Philippi's joy as inseparable. What makes for the joy of Paul and the joy of the church, it's one and the same. So knit together are their realities and their hearts. And so in a sense, the passage is saying, if you have at all in any measure known the Christian faith, this Jesus-following way to be real in your life, then here's the next best thing to do. Here's the next step, and really not just the next Step, But really, the place where the height and depth and fullness of joy, your joy, my joy, is made complete. If you've known any of this to be real, if you can tell a story, move into the fullness of the joy with this. And we kind of lean in. Because who doesn't want to discover wherever you can find the the riches of soul-nourishing joy? 
And we know our society readily provides narrative of what makes for the good life or the happy life. Or some might even use the word joy for some of the... The good life is, is when you're finally able to live where you want to live and do what you want to do and, and, and choose what you want to do and sort of on the hours that you want to do that. The good life is traveling as much and as often and wherever as you can. I mean, the good life is winning or being better or getting ahead or earning the top spot or the notable degree or the significant award. I mean, the many of the narratives our society has about what makes for the good and the happy life boil down to something around personal accomplishment and personal autonomy. Doing great things or being free to choose as you wish or maybe both. And as soon as we lean into Paul's take on what is not just the good life, but the deeply joyful life, we see that in many ways his words move in the opposite direction of some of that focus on personal accomplishment, personal autonomy. If the Christian faith has it all been genuine and you've got a story, make my joy, your joy, complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, Being in full accord and of one mind, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. The good life, the abundantly joyful life, it is known in community, specifically the gift of unity to be realized in the church. It is where people of different generations, different ethnicities, different socioeconomic status, different language, different theological or political persuasions, who've all known Jesus to be real in their lives. And they show forth such humility, and they regard one another as better than themselves, that they learn the gift of sharing in one mind, one spirit. Have you ever been part of the joy of that kind of team, that kind of of church have you glimpsed it the joy of marriage at its best is meant to be a microcosm right of that and the church in our covenant with one another is meant to know the full gift of this kind of unity the depth of joy it's no wonder paul lands there when he when he wants to point out like where you find the richest sense of joy and belonging and love because think of the scriptures paul knew he had psalm um, 133 how very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity it is like the precious costly costly oil on the head running down upon the beard on the beard of Aaron the priest running down over the collar of his robes it's like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion beautiful imagery the gift of unity but the challenge of living into Paul's vision for, for the church came home to me the other day while I was uh, walking Leo in uh, our stroller here in the fan neighborhood, walking to the CDC, and we arrive at a four-way stop, stop signs, each one right, and I cautiously step into the road, and I see there's a car coming, maybe still 40, 50 yards away, but, but they don't appear to be slowing, and so I don't continue to push Leo forward, I kind of edge back to the sidewalk and we wait and the the person in this car obviously does not seem to see us or or really anyone because all they do is they, they ever so slightly pause at that stop sign and just as they're passing us she notices we're here there's Leo and goes like this but of course the car is moving and I mean there's no reason to pound the brakes at this and so they sail on forward as much as this has at times frustrated me when walking around the fan with Leo and, and, and the stroller, I confess the other day I was driving through the fan with him in the back seat of our car and I approached a four-way stop. And I did. I glanced both ways, paused-ish at the stop sign and rolled through. And from the back seat, I hear this little voice, Be careful, Dad. Apparently, they've been teaching the kids about stop signs at the CDC. And he rightly observed, I'm the problem I have with other people. 
It's no secret that many drivers in the fan, they treat the stop signs more as something between a sort of a yellow and green light option, a slow down, maybe a little, keep moving. And our driving, I think, in many ways speaks to the fact that at the end of the day, our priority often is our direction, our deadline, our timelines, keeping our momentum, our plans, a glance here or there, sure, but it really is the most natural thing in the world to just be focused on what we're doing, where we're going, and keep that moving and we can readily point fingers at people who you know they always drive too fast and they don't care about anybody else but but sometimes it would be wise to make sure that that person isn't also us paul assumes all of us are tempted to roll along with our way our way most of the time and so he's kind of pressing the brakes for us do nothing from selfish ambition let each of you not look to your own interests but to the interests of others. It's not like the direction we're headed is unimportant or invalid, not in the least. It's just that Paul's call and the joy is found not in racing forward as fast and as far on whatever roads we've chosen with but some glances here or there to the side, but most fundamentally it's found in, in breaking long enough to truly see and serve those at the intersection. Children understand the importance of the stop sign. What would it look like, what would a church look like where people of different generations, different theological persuasions, different political persuasions, different ethnicities, different hopes even about some of the the shape of the future of the church, what would it look like, especially in our ever-polarized society, what would it look like for for all of those intersecting realities to be coming together and, 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 and to say before one another, before driving any further, along my assumptions and my priorities. What do things look like from your direction? How's the road look like to you? Because I could see you're coming at the same reality, but, but from a very different vantage point. Where are you looking to go? How might, how might I be able to serve you? When Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey instead of a war horse, part of what he's making clear is that with, he is gathering a people together in his kingdom that are brought together not by way of military force or military pride, but fundamentally by way of humility. How very pleasant and good it is when kindred live together in unity and humility is the catalyst, the road unto such reality. Now perhaps to our chagrin, Paul does not continue in this passage and, and give us sort of a next steps manual for how to Live into the gift. Though I will say, if any of you have participated in some of our House United Courageous Conversations we've had after worship a couple times, the next one's Sunday, May 5th, then, then you've experienced at least a glimpse of one way this church is taking seriously the stop sign and trying to hear and discern at the intersection and discover the gift of such joy. But in the moment, Paul here gives no practical advice for how one shows forth this kind of humble love in in our relationships, our marriages, our church. Instead, he does something far more fundamental and and in many ways the most essential thing. He simply reminds the church about who our God is. Who it is we worship, who it is that lives in us. As many commentators note, what Paul shares in this next section appears to be a a Christ hymn that was sung in the early church. And so Paul does his reminding to the church by way of a song, perhaps because a song has a way of, of sticking to you and then even playing through the soul. In the hymn you heard, it goes this way. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited or held onto, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born into human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
This is the song whose power and love plays in and through the church by the grace of Jesus Christ. That's the song given us in baptism. And so if, if the church, if Paul calls the church to sort of this profound humility, this profound uh, call to unity amidst all of our possible ways of dividing, it's only because he knows the church actually has the wherewithal. Because the church has the spirit of this Jesus who did not cling to his way, his direction, but in fact let go, emptied himself, humbled himself, and so found himself raised. And if the church ever doubts that, ever forgets that's who we are, that's what we have, needs proof that that could actually be, could actually work, Right, They only need to go back to the beginning of his exhortation. If ever you've known any encouragement in Christ, any consolation of love, if, if any of this Christian faith following Jesus thing has been genuinely experienced as good and real, then already you have a story or stories within yourself that proclaim there is a power greater than yourself that lives and moves and breathes in and through us. And so a surprising love can, yes, absolutely be shown we're at this we are in our day at the intersection of ages and theology temperament ethnicity backgrounds and biases and insofar as those intersections are known in the church that is not an accident God has brought us together in this time in this place that we might learn not to roll through the stop signs with our sure and certain desires and aims, but instead take good note of those at all of the angles. I mean, the reason Midnight Mowing Ministry is as sort of simple and basic a, uh, an endeavor or a night that was, the reason it went so well was quite frankly because Brian came out of that house and he did not insist on his own way, his own plan for the night. So, Maybe he could have, maybe he should have. Certainly sometimes saying yes to more of our sleep is a way of saying yes to serving others. But, but really, in this moment, he put the brakes on all of his way. He met us where we are in this mix of wanting to serve him and wanting to get a good laugh. And he, and he sat with us, he even served us water. And then the, the humble song of, of Christ within The night ended with the humble song of Christ within giving birth to a new song. Precisely because there was first an emptying, a humility. May it continue to be the story of the church this day. Amen. In response to God's word, let us stand together singing, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. We'd like to welcome you to a live broadcast of the worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. We apologize for the technical difficulties that caused us to get on the air late this morning. You have just heard uh, this morning's sermon entitled The Mind of Christ, which was delivered by Reverend Dr. Robert Holm Lippert, our pastor. Also assisting in the service today, Christopher Martin, our director of music and organist, the chancel choir, junior choir, and Christopher Tweel, our associate pastor for Christian education. The congregation will now join in singing All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, which is number 132 in the hymn.
us continue in worship, proclaiming what it is that we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated, and those who are, have been received into membership of the church, uh, you five may come forward along with Dana McKnight on behalf of the session. And as they're making their way forward, and y'all can just stand right here, a reminder, membership is not about sort of this badge of, of we belong to this or this named church and, and so forth. It really is foremost about naming the fact that when we follow Jesus, when we have stories about the Christian faith and experience that faith to be lived and real, uh, it's as a people. It's as a community. Jesus calls a people into covenant community of all different backgrounds and ways and varieties, and it's a beautiful thing when God seeks to uh, further knit and deepen that community uh, with new members joining alongside us this day. I'll turn to Dana McKnight, who will formally introduce them. ...of this congregation by reaffirmation of faith. Karen and Mark Powell who have been received into the membership of this congregation by letter of transfer from Shady Grove United Methodist Church, and Kay and Tom Trelevin, who have been received into the membership of this congregation by letter of transfer from River Road Presbyterian Church. Some of you recognize these folks. Uh, They've been each around the congregation at varying lengths over the past year or so, and um, Marie is... uh, i uh, got a great heart for mission. I think it was that even at the most recent Shalom Farms last Saturday with a number of you. But just a, a wonderful heart for mission. Uh, many thanks to Courtney Clements, who is her, her new member sponsor. Uh, Kay and Tom, many of you recognized. Um, they did a great job jumping in behind the scenes. Actually, in December, you remember, we uh, made the sanctuary, uh, greened the sanctuary for Christmas and so forth and jumped in on that. And obviously, uh, Tom's been a, a wonderful um, addition to the choir and then Karen and Mark, you all have seen around as well. In fact, I think, you, Karen, you jumped in on that first courageous conversation we had, that, that weekend retreat. Um, uh, so excited that, that they're able to join us. And I should uh, go back and, and say that um, Kay and Tom's new member sponsor is Dana McKnight. And Mark and Karen's new member sponsors are Catherine and Brian Baird. So thanks to that. Um, And now look to turn to each of you and and ask you to answer uh, these four basic questions of membership. And then congregation will have a question for you as well. Trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior, trust in his grace and love? Will you be Christ's faithful disciple? Obeying his word and showing his love. And will you be a faithful member of this congregation? Share in its worship and ministry through your prayers and gifts, your study and service. And so fulfill your calling to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, will you? Will the congregation please stand? Will you encourage these new members with your gifts and will you commit to welcoming them? loving them, and walking beside them as we seek to follow Jesus together? If so, would you say, we will? Please be seated. As a first step toward our commitment in sharing in uh, a fellowship together, let's go to our God uh, in prayer. Holy God, thank you for calling us to be your people. And joining us to Christ's body, 
the church. We praise you for leading Karen and Mark, Kay and Tom, Marie, for leading them to this congregation and pray that you would empower us together by your spirit, that we might love one another as Christ has first loved us, honoring him in all that we say and do, giving our lives in service to others. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You all are welcome to be seated, but hopefully all of you have gotten a chance to, to see them and, and, and do make it a note of, um, or point of being able to greet them yourselves individually after our service of worship today. Let us continue in joining in the gift of prayer as one body in Jesus Christ. Holy God, how good and pleasant it is when your children dwell in the gift of unity. How beautiful it is when we glimpse the fullness of the truth that that you have broken down the dividing wall between each of us. You have Cancel the power of division and sin. You have freed us to love you and love one another. And you have overcome by way of humility, by a donkey into Jerusalem, by way of a cross. We pray that that same unlikely love would continue to transform this world. May the song of your truth awaken the church and live through the church, that in all corners of this world we might show forth your generous love, your serving love, your just love, your peacemaking love, your truth-promoting love. Keep our hearts that whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy, worthy, might in fact hold our hearts as your church, especially as we see those things in our sisters and brothers who are in our midst. We pray especially this day for those in the path of large storms and tornadoes that make their way across a large portion of our country. May all those affected know your protection, your abiding presence, your love both keeping and awakening them. We pray for all those who are ill or hurting this day, searching or lost, those who have no one to pray for them and those for whom the family and friends can no longer bear the burden. We pray each of these might know your generous love poured out over them with healing and renewal. And show us this day if we gathered here might be called at the intersection to show forth a glimpse of that kind of love ourselves. And in a day when it is so easy to be divided by any number of things, we give thanks that not only have you made us one in yourself, but you have given us a common prayer, a common way that we might praise you and share in the same fundamental hopes and longings. And so together we give voice to that shared prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In response to God's gracious word, we offer ourselves, our lives as a church in any host of ways. And of course, as you know, we are stepping into Holy Week, and so there really are a host of ways that we can gather and and, and know the joy of being sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ this coming week. I'll remind you, this week, we do not have our Wednesday night supper. Instead, we have Maundy Thursday, 6 o'clock in the fellowship we have dinner, Monday Thursday, and then a Monday Thursday worship service at the back of the fellowship hall, 7 o'clock. The next day, Good Friday, from 9 a.m. To, to 3 p.m. here, we have the uh, 
Red Cross Blood Drive. Been doing that now three, four years in a row. A number of you have already signed up. If you haven't signed up, you can sign up at the corner of the Narthex right after the service of worship. But that's coming this Friday. Saturday, Saturday morning, 10 a.m., we have our annual Easter egg hunt at the home of Susan and Scott Bowes. Details are in your bulletin, but hope that you and your children and CDC children, and I hope everyone can, can, can make that always festive, joyful event. And then um, Easter Sunday, we have a sunrise service on the terrace outside, weather permitting. We'll be inside the chancel if, if it's raining, but at 6.15 a.m., sunrise service. Uh, and then, of course, our normal service of worship as well on Sunday at 10.55 a.m. And look forward very much to uh, bringing all of those uh, pieces together as a family of faith. As the offering plates come around, you're invited to discern the ways the Lord may be leading you to give uh, of all that has been given unto you. And you also have uh, communication cards in your bulletins. And do invite that you let us know you're here. Let us know if we can be following up with you, uh, praying for you in this season. Give now as you're led.
give thanks. That you are Lord of Lord, that you are the one who is above all, that your way of humble love, humility unto death, is the way that has been raised to be the way, the truth, and life for all time. We give thanks that we have known your love unto us. Take these, our gifts and offerings, as expressions of our thanks for having known that love and and expressions of our desire that that kind of love might be furthered and deepened in us, among us, and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us sing now together, Lift High the Cross. After this service, all of you are invited just down the hallway this direction to the social room uh, for uh, space to connect and reconnect, some food and drinks, and be sure you get a chance to welcome and say hello to our five new members. As you step forward from this space of worship, take the stop sign. Notice who's at the intersection. And trust that the song of Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus Christ, abides in you. You have stories, you know it's true. And if your next move is one of love, as Paul says elsewhere, it will not 
fail. And as you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you this day and always. Amen. For the past hour, you've been listening to the worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. This is the 96th year of radio ministry at Grace Covenant. Today's broadcast is number 4,937. Today's date is April 14, 2019. Please join us again next Sunday through our radio ministry or in our sanctuary at 1627 Monument Avenue. You're also welcome to join us for Wednesday night supper, which this week will be Monday, Thursday, 6 p.m., followed by a Monday, Thursday service here at the church. Your announcer today has been John Harris, and the engineer was Cameron Baird, and Reagan McCullough was here as well. This service streams live and can be accessed through the Grace Covenant website, which is grace-covenant.org. We now return to Christian Talk Radio on WLES, 590 AM, 97.7 FM.